doing? I'm just I'm just trying to help. Why do you do this? I'm just trying to help. We have a routine. Okay. And? Spontaneity is fun in its place. Listen, you can never let them know what's coming next. Spontaneity has its place. Okay. Order has its place. Okay. Someone who's entirely spontaneous does not live a productive life. Someone who is only ordered does not live a productive life. Okay. Order and spontaneity, okay. both fun, both great, I hear both you. have their place. Right. We have an order. Okay. Okay? Okay. Let me if ask you If you want this. to start doing the intros, let me that's totally you. fine. Let me ask you this. I just need to know. What, let me ask you this. What part of my life, like, get, like, what part of you knowing me, like, lets you draw the conclusion that I live a productive life? Spontaneity for the dub. Chaos. Listen, that's fair. Really, the only thing that I've ever seen you do consistently is be terrible at Call of Duty. You don't got... Well, you're wrong. I am remarkably average at Call of Duty. Might be even a little above average. I'm just saying, you just completely lied to me earlier to tell oh me about gosh. an awesome I amount of you, kills you had. I told and you then, I uh, dropped a Turns hun- out you didn't have anywhere near that many. I told you I dropped a hundo bomb when yep. I actually had 92 kills. Get... Yep. Excuse me. That's an 8% difference. That's an... Oh, my God. You are going to give me an aneurysm. 8 percent's a lot. I mean, depending on the context. If I told you there were 100 brownies and 8 of them had poison in them, would you eat any of those brownies? I mean, at least one. The I odds really are in my favor. Huh? The odds are in my favor, dude. Yeah, so, all right. At least one. You any know what's more th- sad? Any more than that, and that's getting a little dicey. You know what's sad? But, like, how good are the brownies? You know what's sad? What? I I fully believe you. The odds are in your favor. Like, I, I firmly believe that if 100 brownies were on this table right now, mm-hmm. eight of them were poisoned, mm-hmm. and you had to pick one to eat. Okay. Or or you had the choice. You can eat one or not. Knowing eight of them were poisoned. Yeah. No no gain. You don't get $1,000 at the end. You don't get a prize. You just get a good brownie. How good is the brownie? I have no... A 7 out of 10. Oh, that's a good brownie? I have no doubt that you would eat one of those brownies. Okay, but like if and it's And likely die. If it's 100 brownies, is it like... what? What's the, like the row to column looking like? It's a perfect square. Perfect square. So 10 by 10? Is that what would make 100 I believe in a so. square of brownie? Yeah. Sure. 10 by 10. Easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 10 by 10 is Easy, done. easy. You just avoid the ones in the middle and the outer layer. You go in for that second layer, and all of that square of brownies should be should be good. Where do you get that? Because if you're going to put poison in brownies and then serve them, you're obviously going to hit the corner pieces because those are the best pieces. What if I said it was randomly generated? Is it ever really randomly generated? Put it in a random number generator on a computer. Okay. Well, I'm still avoiding the corner pieces. Why? One is not statistically more likely to get picked than 47. No. But when it comes to corner pieces, I feel like your fractions are coming down because there's only four corner pieces. And those are the best pieces. So logically speaking, one of them has to be poisoned. But it's random. Okay. It doesn't matter if they're the best pieces. I don't care what the, I don't care what if it's random or not. That's just the rule. One of those pieces is going to be poisonous. Listen, if anyone out there is a young impressionable person listening to this podcast, 
When you hear your math teacher say you use math every day in real life, this is not what they're talking about. Uh, it is. It's statistics. This is a delusional human. This is just statistics. Speaking out of his butt. Uh, listen, 92 brownies are fine. There's only eight that you have to worry about. And so you would risk death. This isn't a, 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 a poison that's going to give you diarrhea. This is death. Instant death. You would risk death for a brownie that you can go to Kroger and buy. Yeah, you can spend here. 70 cents in gasoline and $4 on a, a massive thing of brownies. You For 4 bucks at Kroger, you can get like 20 brownies. Okay. But are they ready to rock and roll in my, in my house? Yes. You can buy the little brownies. Uh, no. or, I mean, they would be in 20 minutes. That's... In 20 minutes. And 70 or $4.70. Do you know how many brownies I could eat in 20 minutes, David? Thomas, you would not, surely you would not eat more than one. No. Maybe. Probably not. But also maybe. Oh. Like, do I got some vanilla ice cream to go with these poisonous brownies, or? Thomas. Is it chocolate ice cream? Because that might be too much chocolate. <sighs> if it's a berry ice cream, I'm allergic, so I can't have it. I'm going to have to get a beeper for you. A beeper? Just so, like, I know where you are at all times. Like a pager? So even when we grow up, both of us get married. I live with my wife. You live with your wife. Maybe we live in different states. Yeah. I I know if something happens to you. Because clearly you're not going to take keep an eye on yourself. Why would I do that? Are you telling me you wouldn't have one of the brownies? I'm absolutely 100... Unless someone told me... 100% without a shadow of a doubt it did not have poison in it, I would not eat one of those brownies. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this. A hundred brownies are placed in front of you. Eight of them have poison. You get $1,000 for every brownie you eat without no. dying. $10,000. No. Really? $100,000? Yes. Okay. How many? I, I would definitely do one. Okay. Because a hundred thousand dollars, do you know what that could do for me? Oh yeah, like, a hundred thousand dollars can do a lot for like that. Everyone. I mean, that would change. Not, nah, I wouldn't say change my life. It'll change the next ten years of my life. Yeah, because at some point in the next ten years, I'm gonna be faced with a fifty thousand dollar debt. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. Right. So just one. Two hundred thousand dollars. Gets rid of my student loans and puts a down payment on a house. What if you eat three... A substantial down payment on a house. So what if for every three you ate, you got an additional $100,000? $400,000? To eat three brownies. That outright buys me a house. Yeah. That outright pays off my mom's mortgage. Okay. That settles my student debt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm eating three. Yeah, and you're giving me a hard time for eating one. You're eating one for nothing but ten seconds of bliss. Okay, that's a lot of seconds of bliss. That is not a lot of seconds of bliss. Speak for yourself. I have that many seconds of bliss every time I take a poop. That's weird. Everyone enjoys poops. No one talks about it because it's weird because it's poop. Everyone likes poops. A good poop... I wasn't, Everyone I wasn't talking about. I was talking about you equating 
bliss to pooping. I'm saying you can get bliss so many places. Okay. And why deprive yourself? You don't even like sweets. No, I love sweets. This That's a misconception. Okay, I you love... never eat sweets because you knew if you ate them, you'd eat too many. Yeah, like if I... Too like, many, whatever. Like whenever I get like a bite of chocolate, that's all I can think about the next day is I want chocolate. So I don't. I just don't eat sweets. What about a hundred French fries? A hundred French fries? No, 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 no. Because here's the thing: you can't just eat one French fry. You got to eat them in like clubs. You can absolutely just eat one French fry. No, you can't. Only you can't. if you're a crazy person. Okay, I don't, David. Thomas, you... you're you're the type of person. Yeah. That. At some point in your life, you're going to get convinced to commit a crime. What? Why would you say that? Like it hasn't already happened. If you could have a negative amount of willpower, you would. Yeah. That's why I don't eat sweets. Like, I, I feel like a pretty girl is like, Thomas, you helped me rob this bank. And I'll show you the time of your life. And you'd help her assassinate a president. Well, what do, what do I get for that? That's all she says. Oh, wow. Not in your life. You don't have a lot of faith in me. Based off of the conversation we just had, I have less now than when we started this podcast. I don't believe you. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Hi. To Here So We Don't Give Fined. A sports podcast. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And I like brownies. And apparently, order... No longer exists. But today, we're here to talk to you about some stuff. Some stuff, indeed. And not brownies. And some of it seems a bit chaotic and out of order, if we're being honest. You're welcome. Goes in with the theme of this episode so far. Chaotic and out of order. I'm just trying to help the brand. Uh... But yeah, so we'll get right into it. For those of you who do not know, there is a young, uh, what is he, 30? 29. 29. That's what I thought at first, but I thought yeah. it sounded too young. Uh, there's a 29-year-old wide receiver yep. uh, who is arguably the fastest in the Definitely game. Definitely the fastest in the game. Uh, I, I would say a top three wide receiver in the NFL. That's a bold proclamation. It is. I would say it. Okay. And people are like, "Oh, he's just fast." I don't. That, that's a that's a skill. That's a talent. Yeah. Like I don't understand. Like I don't. Oh, he's just fast. Okay. Oh, oh. He, you, people just think he's good because he can take a hit. Okay. When someone looks in the direction of uh, Trey Lance, he gets injured. So yeah, being able to take a hit that's a talent. Like like being able to go down right. I don't get why people take that away from people. This guy can run real fast. He's yep. real good at catching the ball. You might have heard of him. He's a Super Bowl champion. He, he he was one of two guys in Miami to have over a thousand yards receiving last year. His name is Tyree Kill. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's like a tank that goes at the speed of a Maserati. Yeah. Frightening combo. And I know what you're thinking. David, you said this was gonna be chaotic. Out of order. The thing about this is that's chaotic. This guy, who's in the prime of his career. Who is still putting up incredible numbers. Yeah. Who could still put up incredible numbers for another six, seven years. Was on pace to have the best season all wide receivers ever had at one point last year. Yep. 
has just announced yep. that after two more years, yep. he will be retiring from the NFL to pursue business. I mean, okay, right? Here's my thing. You, I And I don't fault him at all because we see, you know, we know all the facts, not all the facts, but we know a lot of facts about NFL players, CTE down the road. We've seen how fast a decline can go with Antonio Brown. I mean, not that we have confirmation that he has CTE, but like Vontez Burfitt gave him CTE. I mean, on he might television. just be crazy. I mean, he wasn't always crazy though. But we're not we're not here to talk about Antonio Brown. It sucks from a fan's perspective because you are missing out on the twilight years of a really good wide receiver who's had a great career and could continue to be elite for three, four more years after that. I mean, we've seen receivers play until they're 35 at a really high level. Look I mean, at Jerry Rice. Look Jerry at Marvin Rice. Harrison. Look at Randy Moss. I'm pretty sure Jerry Rice made a Pro Bowl when he was 40. Yeah. Like, like it's it's certainly possible, and if someone's going to do it, Tyreek doesn't have an injury history. He doesn't. Tyreek doesn't get touched on the football field because he runs so 78 miles an yeah. hour. Like... Yeah, I honestly, dude, like, I, I'm, I'm happy for my mans because, like, you know, get out while your body is still healthy and all that jazz. He's got the money to go into business and really, like, I feel like you can make, like, money in the NFL, but you can use that money to go make, like, money. Yeah. And it looks like that's what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to take care of his future. Yeah. Not just his future, but any children he may have, their future, any children they may have. Like, yeah. good for him, you know? I, I'm i in that exact same boat. I personally don't, like, I don't want to say don't care. Because I'm happy for him. I do care. Like, yeah. I, I think it's great. The only negative, I think, to this is from the perspective of a fan. And when I say negative from the perspective of a fan, I mean like it we are going to be sad not to see him play football anymore. Right. Cuz Tyreek Hill is he's an electric insane. factory. I remember watching the opening day game a few years ago uh and Chris Collinsworth who I can't stand, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Um he was a good receiver though. But anyway, uh Chris Collinsworth, it was opening day. He said, these Chiefs, we have a lot to expect, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and it was about to kick off. It was opening day of the NFL. First game. Yeah. And he goes, now Tyreek Hill, this is a guy you got. This is when Tyreek Hill was still returning kickoffs. Yeah. He said, you got to watch Tyreek Hill. This is a guy who, if you don't pay attention, can run it all the way back. First kickoff of the NFL season, Tyreek Hill runs it back 98 yards to the end zone. I mean, it was incredible. He's shifty. He's fast. He can catch any freaking ball. And, like, again, a lot of people knock him because of his speed. Oh, he's always wide open. He can get 50-50 balls just as easily. Yeah, he's four foot eight, but he can jump five feet in the air. Yeah. Like, he is a great athlete. He is really fun to watch. There are receivers who run their routes and catch their balls and are good and just fine. And then there are guys like Justin Jefferson, like Stefan Diggs, like Tyreek Hill, like DeAndre Hopkins when he was playing better, who are just fun to watch. The way they do routes, they don't just run their route. They make guys look silly. Yeah. 
Yeah. It may it they look make guys look like a six foot five, two hundred and eighty pound guy is on roller skates in the middle of a field of grass. And it's awesome. And Tyreek is one of those guys. So from a fan perspective, it makes me sad that he's not going to be in the NFL anymore. From a logical perspective, I guess, I think it's really easy to see that um, a lot of guys in the NFL, a lot of guys in professional athletes in general, uh, when they get a lot of money, they get accustomed to a certain lifestyle and they eventually retire and lose all of that money. There are guys who have ended up having to go back to work. There are guys who have ended up homeless. There are guys who have ended up in gangs. Guys who have ended up in awful situations because they weren't responsible with their finances post-retirement of the NFL. Uh, Or NBA, a lot of these things. Shaquille O'Neal, actually, who's obviously massive in the business world post-retirement, uh, has like fun or not funds, but a program set up specifically for athletes to learn about business so that that does not happen to them. Yeah. Uh, and so seeing Tyreek show an interest in business, show an interest in pursuing other things outside of football so early, like thinking about it now. Yeah. Knowing his plan in three years, you know, people ask you, what's your plan in five years? I always say, I have no idea. I respect the fact, and I think it's smart for him that he has that plan, that he has that idea. He knows he doesn't want to end up uh, like a lot of those other guys. He knows he has other things that he's passionate about, other things that he wants to pursue. And so I'm like you, man. I'm happy for him. And obviously the body holding up, he's not going to have to have a knee replacement by 45, like, all of that is great as well. But, yeah, I'm happy for him. I think he has given us – and, like, listen, what else does he have to do? He's won a Super Bowl. He's won the receiving title. He hasn't won MVP. He's, he's – well, yeah. But, like, he's played with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Patrick Mahomes. Like, what else does he have to do, right? Yeah, I will say I would like to see him play one year after he says he's going to retire. Uh, just because he's a seven-year vet right now, so quick maths – 10 years get that pension yeah like yeah and i i'm sure if tyreek hill wanted to he could go out and sign with whatever team yeah absolutely like honestly you know it would be ideal go back to kc one final hurrah well that'd be good but what would i be ideal is by that time the cba which will lower the pension required amount i don't think there should be a required amount really yeah if I think the DeMar Hamlin situation mm-hmm. shed a lot of light on what the NFL is. Yes. What if they're like how dangerous the NFL is? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. But That's that meant. that was also more of a freak thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. But what if another crazy freak thing happens? And it leaves a guy no longer able to play in the NFL and with a lifelong disability. I I would assume the Five NFL, years post-retirement, he no longer has insurance through the NFL. I would assume that if a situation like that occurred, he like the NFL would step up. I mean, it would be a PR nightmare. I like, think it is very dangerous to assume that. It is. It is. Because... It absolutely is. I also think anyone who's played in the NFL 
has lifelong injuries. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I just like, if you are willing to sign up for this multi-billion dollar company. Right. Let's not act like they don't bring in tens of billions of dollars every year. Because they do. They could definitely afford to pay every single NFL player's pension or uh, insurance for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Maybe not pension, maybe not pension, but at least at least insurance. I would I don't see why someone should risk their life on a field, which sounds dramatic, but you can't say just a little. But you can't say that's not what they're doing. No, I'm not We saying, watched a guy die on the field this season and have to get resuscitated. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it does sound dramatic. It sounds it, but it's obviously not. Right. And I, and so Again, the, the DeMar Hamlin situation is what made me kind of think about this differently. Okay. But you're saying that there shouldn't be a, a required time. But what about those guys who get drafted and never make it onto the field? Well, then they're not in the NFL. I mean, I, I'm not counting practice squad guys. Guys okay. who are in the like, like dressed, final roster. Dressed 53-man roster. Boom. If you make a 53-man, you have insurance for the rest of your life. Okay, but what and, about... And I should clarify, not the entire pension. I'm not saying you should be paid by the NFL for the rest of your life, but health insurance. So if you make the final roster... Yes. ...and play in one game... Yes. ...and then they cut you and you never sign another... Yes. ...you should get health insurance the yes. rest of your life? Yes. Okay. And and the only reason, like, it's got to be all or nothing, right? Yeah. Like, because if you say, oh, make it four years... Well, there are backup quarterbacks who have never played a snap in the NFL who are on rosters for four years. I mean, but yeah. guess what? They don't do anything. Yeah. Right. Like there are there are guys who are practice squad guys who are on a fifty-three man roster for one game a season. Yeah. But one game a season for four consecutive years. That counts as four years. Exactly. Yeah. So like it, it, it's hard for me to say, oh yeah, that guy deserves. A pension or health insurance. Health insurance for the rest of his life, but this guy doesn't. You I know what you. I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I'm smelling what you're stepping I think in. it's got to be all or nothing. The big thing for me is we have seen this year just how dangerous the game of football can be. Yeah. And the NFL can 1,000% afford to do it. No, that's fair. They, they make hell with, of money. With next to no financial downside to them. I think we would need to see the exact numbers on just how great player turnover is because like i feel like it could get out of hand real fast i mean that's fair and i definitely haven't crunched all the numbers like so i guess when i say they definitely can afford it maybe not like like, i don't know how many guys have been on a 53 man roster since you know 2000 yeah um so that's fair I don't know. It, it, I'm not in charge of making these decisions. Something should be changed, though. It should certainly be a lot better yeah. than you have to play 10 years in the National Football League to get a pension and to get lifetime health insurance. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, when the draft was in Nashville, I was still in college, obviously. and uh, Well, obvious to you, not obvious to them, them being the listeners. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we hosted this draft event at, on the campus, and we had a lot of... Really? For- yeah. A lot of former GMs came in. We got to see the Super Bowl rings. Like, wow. Let me tell you, those things are heavy. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. 
There was like four Super Bowl rings. Wow. Yeah. Uh, How did I not know about this? It was after you'd graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we've been best friends for 13 years. How did you not tell me about this? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm almost as offended as when you lied to me about your KD on Call of Duty. Oh, get over yourself. Anyways, uh, one of the guys who was there was a former GM for the Packers at one point. And uh, throughout that month, we'd have a new GM come in or former GM, former front office guy come in and like not lecture, but like tell us about the NFL in more like deep. Uh, So like the guy who came in from the Packers did this whole spiel about the CBA. So for an hour, we got the history start to finish on the collective bargaining agreement, how it brought introduced free agency, all these sort of things. And the thing that I kind of picked up from it is that when it comes to CBA agreements, except for the NBA, apparently the players always lose. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. And it, it kind of like shined a light, not shined a light, but it did. It kind of, I guess shined a light like it, unlocked a way of thinking i guess i thought about it in a different way why was that so hard to say well i mean you've heard pat mcafee talk about the players union yeah right like or the players association the nflpa yeah um and then you see what the nba pa is yeah right like your biggest stars run the nba pa yeah like the guys who are the faces of your league so like when Chris Paul and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade confront the 30 owners in the NBA and say, if this doesn't change, we're done. Yeah. That's a lot more intimidating than five Wyatt offensive Teller. linemen that no guy's ever heard of going up to 32 NFL owners and saying, hey, if this doesn't change, we're done. Yeah. They don't care. Like Those guys be, get cut and replaced. It should be the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the exactly. Lamar Jack. Yeah. And actually, only just I think it was this past week, Pat McAfee was talking about that. He said, unless the PA changes, the CBAs aren't going to change. At least not enough. No. You know what I mean? Like, I have not heard a single player in favor of a 17-game season. No. And yet, we had 17 games. Probably going to be going to 18. Probably going to be going to 18. Uh, Thursday night football. No one likes that, except for fans. And it is now going to be eligible for multiple per year yeah as opposed to just one so like it's these things where these guys who are the face of the league are gonna have to be the ones to step up before any real change happens yeah i feel like you shouldn't put wait my brain i feel like in an ideal world did you eat one of those brownies yeah i did uh, in an ideal world, you would have a Monday night game for Monday, one week. Monday, Monday, Going into a bye week, going into a Thursday night game. That'd be the best way to do it. That Because like you're guaranteeing every player gets an adequate amount of rest coming off their bye, and then they get a long week following the Thursday game. The only problem with that is Thursday night football games start week one. Bye weeks don't start till week five. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, man. It, there's a lot of stuff that's a lot more complicated. Um, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we from got Ty- here. Oh, Tyreek Hill, yeah. you wish he would retire after CBA, 10 instead of 9. pensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but how the conversation went. Tyreek Hill, 
a fantastic talent. It's going to be sad to see him go, but I'm it happy is. for him. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because he seems to be at peace with it, has a plan. I'm happy for him. Absolutely. All right. So, moving on. Lamar Jackson. You might have heard of him. Who's he's, that? He's a quarterback. Oh, for future Indianapolis Colts quarterback? Uh, you know, there's been a lot of hype around that. But uh, <laughs> please, I, let me tell God, you. if you're real, please. Still a free agent. Still not really any news on that front in terms of are they getting closer to a deal or are they not? Is he still a free agent? Yeah. I mean, they have the tag on him. But he hasn't signed it. I Honestly, dude, I don't think Lamar Jackson's playing in Baltimore this year at least. I think he's either going to get traded, probably to Indianapolis if he does get traded. Although I could see Tampa or even the Titans making a late run. Uh, or I don't. If he doesn't get traded, I genuinely don't think he signs the tag. Like, how are we? Like, how was someone like Daniel Jones able to go in automatically sign a deal, and he hasn't even won anything? Well, we're talking I, about a former MVP here. I also think the deals Mac Mac Jones, Daniel Jones got, yeah. and the deal Lamar is looking for are very, very different. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. One, I I would imagine Lamar wants more term than four years. Lamar's going to want a lot more guaranteed money than a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and he's probably looking to get paid more in the forty-five to forty-eight range than the forty range. So like, right? I think it's a significantly larger deal, a significantly different deal, um, and a historically more stingy franchise. Yes, but if a player like Daniel Jones caliber can ask for 45 and get paid 40, I feel like Lamar Jackson's ask of 45 at one point should have just been jumped on immediately. I ultimately I agree. I yeah. don't under like Lamar Jackson is the best thing that's happened to your team since the very unlikely run of Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like, and even then, like Flacco won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP, but I would argue he was carried there by his defense. Well, I mean, he had a pretty good postseason. No, he did. Ha- um, no, no, he did. He, he had did. a really good postseason, actually. He but, did, but like you take away that defense, do they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm not no, convinced. Yeah. Well, I think you can say that about a lot of teams. But take away Mahomes' offensive line against the Eagles, do they win? Probably not, right? Uh, but anyway, I think Flacco had a great postseason um and the really the only thing i can say to the defense of the baltimore ravens is the last time they gave a quarterback a big contract um i don't think he completed more than three passes the rest of his career they paid joe flacco a ridiculous amount of money yeah and he played like a grandmother who just got out of the shower for the rest of his career. Yeah. But, like, what's the correlation, though, between the quarterback play of Joe Flacco's career with Baltimore and when he started to lose uh, options or talent, wide receivers? I, I don't know. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, Lamar Jackson's been really good for a really long time. Without talent. And he's throwing the Sammy Watkins. Well, like Mark Andrews. I mean, yeah, Mark Andrews. But Mark Andrews doesn't account for 3,000 yards a yeah. season, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. I, I just, I don't get it, man. I think Lamar is a top 
five quarterback in the NFL, top six at bare yeah. minimum. Uh, I think he has one more for you than any other quarterback has in the history of your franchise. We've talked about it before. He has a top five winning percentage of all time. Yeah. Uh, and he was he was a thirty second round or not round what thirty second overall pick. Yeah. So like that is the cheapest yeah. you can get a first round pick caliber player. Yeah. And like, it's not Lamar's fault that Cleveland set the precedent. Yeah. Right. And I don't think Lamar's even looking for a fully guaranteed deal. I think he's just looking for a deal that's not disrespectful. Yeah. Like Lamar Jackson has proven to be a phenomenal football player. He is a guy who has incredible chemistry with your head coach. They have complete trust in one another. Uh, He has done a lot with virtually nothing on that team. Yeah. So why would you not give him the money he deserves and then invest in some pieces around him and build yourself a real freaking football team that has a real shot at winning the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I I don't get it. They have a great defense. They have a good offensive line. If they get even a mediocre running, go sign Zeke on a deal. Yep. Find a way to bring in Odell Beckham, and you have yourself a legitimate Super Bowl roster with Lamar Jackson under center. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. You know, It's not hard. If I'm Lamar... I might be feeling a little spiteful. If I'm feeling spiteful, you know where I'm going? Washington. Why I'm, is that spiteful? I'm going to go win. You're for in different conferences. Same state. I'm going to go win for another team right in your backyard. You have to watch Aren't me. commanders in Maryland? Oh, wait. So is Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Great job there, bud. <laughs> You did, a, you did good. Oh, I'm so dumb. Uh, you uh, know how you do the word for the day? Maybe I can start doing geography for the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but all that that I just said, throw it all out the window. Because here's what you need to do, Baltimore. There's a team with the fourth overall pick. That there is. There's also a team with a third overall pick and a team with a second overall pick and a team with... But the team with the third overall pick doesn't need a quarterback, so shut up. The team with the okay. second overall pick does. Well, yeah, but they team suck. The team with the first overall okay. pick does. But they also suck. The team with the seventh so. overall pick does. I don't know who that is, but they suck too. Just saying. The Raiders? The Raiders have seven, don't they? Yeah. And they have Jimmy G. Okay. And you're, ta- you're telling me you'd roll with Jimmy G over Lamar? No, but I'm telling you Jimmy G also has an incredible winning percentage. I mean, he does, but there's a difference between Jimmy G's winning percentage and Lamar's winning percentage. Yeah, and one of them has been to the Super Bowl, so. Fair enough. Listen, all I'm saying is, call Jim, okay? Get Jim Ursay on the phone. Like, Jim, you know that signed Jimi Hendrix guitar you got? It's pretty cool. You know what's even cooler? Winning a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. How about you throw a couple first-round picks my way? We'll send them your way. You guys have all the cap space in the freaking world. He'll actually have a couple of decent weapons with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and uh, Isaiah McKenzie, freshly from Buffalo. I mean, he'll do great in your system. And Jim will be like, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Send him on over. I'll give you three first-round picks of all I care, brother. I feel like... And boom, 
We win the Super Bowl next year. I feel like if I was I'm a GM... Saying. I'm just saying. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we don't see moves like this happen more often across the board in sports. But like, if I'm a GM, and I don't have a quarterback, obviously I want Lamar Jackson. What I'm, tr- what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to offer them a trade that they can't say no to, to add salary to their problem. And then I'm going to go out and sign Lamar Jackson for just over what they can't make room for. I mean, listen, that's fair. Like, like I'm just going to use small numbers because they're easy. If they, if Lamar Jackson wants 10 a year, again, small numbers, so they're easy. And Baltimore has 8 mil in cap space. I might try and offer them a player that makes 4 mil a year or 3 mil a year for on a pretty good deal to them, like one that they can't say no to. So then they go down the 5 mil, and then I offer Lamar 9. They can't match that. Fair enough. That is why I won't. I probably I, like. I feel like every GM would hate me the second I do that. <laughs> it's like it's like in the NHL, it's taboo to offer sheet a player. I would go out of my way to offer sheet players in ways that they can't match. Like fair enough. Yeah, you would be hated. Listen, but you'd also be successful. So. There's no love lost in war. All's fair in love and war. All's fair in love and war. <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse okay? me. I have been spoiled, spoiled okay. as an Indianapolis Colts fan. That you have. As long as I've been alive. Not as long as I've been alive. As long as I've been watching football. Minus the last four years. I watched Peyton Manning yeah. throw the football. Then Andrew Luck. And then I watched Andrew Luck throw the football. Don't forget Curtis Painter in there. And since then, we have been on a merry-go-round. But instead of cute little ponies, it's just been 105 different quarterbacks. You guys are like the new early teens Browns. If, yeah. (laughs) If I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If I got an update right now on my phone. That Lamar Jackson was being traded to the Colts for five first-round picks. I would scream so loudly it would bust the eardrums of anyone listening to listening to this podcast, including me. I I would be ecstatic. I would be over the moon. I don't care what it costs. And we were talking to our buddy Chris earlier, and he said, "Um, yeah, but like you'll have to pay him a lot of money." But the last four years, we've been top three, maybe even top two in the NFL in cap space. And what have we done with it? Other than waste it on Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, and miss the postseason two out of those three years, including losing and then losing one in the first round. What what have we done? Absolutely nothing. So how about we take that money that we're not spending, spend it on a guy who is a known winner, who we can put in a system that, one, fits him well, and two, has infinitely more and better weapons than he had where he was. Logic tells you he's only going to do better. Yeah. And think about how good he would look in that blue and white. Yeah. and uh, I, I want Lamar so bad. You know, if you were to go out and acquire a player like Lamar Jackson in free agency, there's there's other players that you could also acquire in free agency that could uh, 
give your team a boost. If we get Will Levis, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Noted, David noted Will Levis hater. Yeah, I, I think I've said on this podcast, I do not think there's a possibility of him having success in the National Football League. Wow. Fair enough. I'm pretty sure I've said that on this podcast. Now you're, you know, you're, you're on the record. Yeah. He's going to suck. Maybe. He's Sam Darnold 2.0, but not as good. Listen, David, if it helps you. I would literally rather have Sam Darnold. David, if it makes you feel any better, there's some, there, like I said, there's some talent still available on the yeah. free agent market. Go for it. You guys could get Carson Wentz still. Matt not Ryan. a chance. What, you don't like, you don't want Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan? We just cut Matt <coughs> Ryan. We traded Carson Wentz for a bag of balls. No, I don't want either one. Okay, okay, excuse me. That's excuse not true. Me. We actually got a decent return for Carson yeah, you Wentz. Yeah, got a great <laughs> return for <laughs> We Carson fleeced Wentz. Washington yeah. bad on Carson Wentz. But, Granted, uh, Philly fleeced us. So. I don't think I don't think a lot of people realize just like the names that are still available, though. Like, obviously, Lamar Jackson, sort of, right? But uh, there's Bud Dupree, which was a bigger name in the past than it is now. Uh, Byron Jones. He's still got some football in him. Yeah. And yeah, Byron Jones. That, that's a, that's a high caliber player. Uh, Taylor Lewan, kind of in the same boat as Bud Dupree. I'm sure he's still got some some gas left in the tank. That it, don't, Stop making that face at me. We haven't seen Taylor Lewan play good football in two years. No, we haven't seen Taylor Lewan play a full season of football. And when he was playing, he was playing bad. Yeah, but you got to get into two the, years ago. He tore his ACL. His first game back, he allowed five sacks. You got to get into he, the groove. Not the offensive line. He no, allowed I, I remember, five sacks. I remember. He, you got to get into the groove of it, though. To Arizona. Granted, it was also Chandler Jones. But well, I thought it was Hassan Reddick. No, no, it was Chandler Jones. Yeah. I mean, listen. At least it wasn't Hassan Reddick, and it was Chandler Jones. I watched that game laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Uh, Frank Clark. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, still a free agent. Still on the open market. Ezekiel Elliott. It's wild to me that someone has... Think about the teams that would benefit from Zeke. Yeah. Baltimore won. Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, Philly. Philly. Uh, oh, yeah, they lost Miles Sanders. Definitely yeah. Philly. Um, um, with the... Current charges of Joe Mixon, maybe Cincinnati? Cincinnati has been heavily linked with Zeke. Like, but, I mean, if L.A. trades... Uh, Cam Akers? No, or Eckler. no, uh, Austin Eckler. Yeah, but I mean, with yeah. what we saw from Cam Akers last year, why not the Rams? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, honestly, dude, like we've, we've been seeing this trend the last two, three seasons of a committee kind of starting to be the way forward for teams. Listen, Indy, let's sign... No, let's trade for Austin Eckler. That's too much. JT and Eckler, that's too much. Stop. No, that's too much. You are ridiculous. Mixon and Hunt work well together. Not Mixon and Hunt. Chubb and Hunt work well together. Yeah, and Hunt wanted a trade. But speaking of Kareem Hunt, I'm pretty sure he's still on the open market. Right? I thought he was still... He requested a trade this year, so I thought he, he was He was still... a free agent this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kareem Hunt... Unless... Did he sign with Dallas, or was that a... Dallas should? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Kareem Hunt is still a free agent. 
I ha- I'm trying to read through like 360 names, so like you'll have to bear with me for not confirming that. But uh, Robert Quinn's still a free agent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I thought when he was traded, he still had some term on his deal. Nope. Last year was the last year of his deal. Uh, oh. Yannick and Gawkway. Yeah, we'll resign him. Okay. Marcus Peters. Leonard Fournette. Or, I'm sorry, Leonard Fullback. <laughs> hey, playoff Lenny is the real deal, bro. Hey, playoff Lenny is the real deal. And if you, I mean, if you're a team like the Chargers that have Austin Eckler or Carolina that has Miles Sanders, why not? Yeah. <clears throat> He's a good power back. Say what exactly. you want about him. He can, he can, he get can pick you he, up a yard. He's very LeGarrette Blunt. <clears throat> yeah. But I think quicker and shiftier than LeGarrette Blunt. Absolutely. Like LeGarrette Blunt can get you one. I think Fournette is pretty good at getting you two or three. Absolutely. I mean, like, especially like when you're in the and when it's whatever and goal. Yeah. Like Fournette would just throw him in there, have him nickel and dime your way into the end zone. Yeah. I you agree. can do it. Uh, but uh, also, you know, obviously Odell Beckham still a free agent. Jason Pierre-Paul still a free Ooh. agent. Yeah. No, did you see some... that Baltimore made an official offer to uh, OBJ? I did not. He hasn't responded to it yet, but they made him an official offer. Well, I hope it wasn't disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Jefferson, still a free agent. My point is, is like, we're a month into free agency. There's still plenty, plenty of talent, plenty of moves to make. Yeah, I imagine sure. a lot of these guys don't get signed until the draft happens and teams are a little bit more understanding what they have yeah no uh i agree and i think that's the hardest thing that is right now yeah uh is i think we're at a point i think when free agency first starts we see those big signings right Mm -hmm. shortly thereafter is the deadline to franchise tag players yeah so we get a lot of action then and then i think after that everything kind of calms down exactly what you said people are about to draft yeah they want to see what they hit in the draft. Like, like we saw the New York uh, New York Jets last year have the best draft. Absolutely. Far and away. Not yeah. even close. And guess who we didn't see make a lot of offseason moves? The New York Jets. The New York Jets. Because they had a phenomenal draft. And so I, I think we are waiting uh, to see kind of post-draft what, yeah. what guys' situations are. So, like... If we trade out of four, we're getting Lamar, right? Yeah, yeah, you would think. Unless we trade up, which I or trade back. I really. Although you know, there's been a lot of hype. That's what I'm saying. Trade back. If we trade back, there's been a lot of hype lately that Hendon Hooker could be the draft's third quarterback taken. Which, yeah, there should be. Let me ask you this, David. Colts take Hendon Hooker at four. What are your thoughts? I don't love it. Okay. And here's why. Not because I don't think he's better than Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. I do. But even with this recent hype, I still think he is an early to mid-teens guy. Okay. So I would rather us trade back to 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, and then take Hendon Hooker. So what I'm asking you is if it's four or bust for Hooker, is that something that you as a fan would feel comfortable them rolling on? Or would you prefer them to pass? 
if 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 we can get Lamar, I'd rather get Lamar than Hendon. Right. But say say Lamar is not an option. It's Hooker at four, or you trade back and possibly get one of Richardson or Levis. Hooker at four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think. I think Bryce Young is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think C.J. Stroud in the right system, maybe City year, eventually he's going to be good. Yeah. I think Anthony Richardson would have to be put in a perfect situation to be good. Mm-hmm. He's got the potential. I mean, but I think he has to be put in a good situation. I don't think sitting behind Gardner Minshew for a season is that good situation. That's fair. I don't think Will Lev. I think if Will Levis was was embodied by the soul of Tom Brady, he wouldn't play well in the NFL. So, what about- I, and I, I love Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker. He's big. He's fast. He's got legs. He's got a cannon of an arm that's yeah. super accurate. Uh, he had well over twenty touchdowns and only five picks last season, and that's with missing two games, three games because of injury. Mm-hmm. So like. I love Hendon Hooker. He played in the SEC, which are the most NFL-like teams you're going to get in college football. Why are you hating on TCU, bro? I've been over that. Uh, But anyway, I I like Hendon a lot. I think he's got a lot of the uh, intangibles. That's the word. Big hands. He's quick. He can throw the ball real fast. He's tall. I like Hendon. A lot more than Richardson or Levis. So would it be, what if it, what if instead of sitting behind Gardner Minshew, he sat behind Cam Newton? If the Colts signed Cam Newton, I don't think I'll ever watch a game of football again. I think that's hyperbolic. I th- it's obviously false. <laughs> I mean, but- I'm pretty outspoken about my feelings on Cam Newton. Right, but like if you guys are drafting Anthony Richardson, I'd say having Cam Newton in there is a uh, ideal, ideal scenario. Disagree. Why? Cam Newton's bad at football. Why? Also, people talk about Cam Newton's leadership. I don't care about his leadership. I don't think he has much leadership. If he's mentoring my future quarterback, I want him to have leadership. Okay, yes. But Cam Newton, I think, would be able to share a lot of wisdom about how it comes to taking care of the body, how it comes to training with a player like Anthony Richardson, because they're very similar in terms of... But there are professional, like... There are. Training staff who can teach you how to take care of your body. I don't want a guy to teach me how to take care of my body... I want a guy to teach me how to be a good quarterback. And I don't think a bad quarterback can teach me how to be a good quarterback. But he can teach you how to not be a bad quarterback. That's fair. All he would have to do is say, hey, I'm going to show you game film from every year I've played since 2015. Sit in here and watch it. And then come back in a few hours later. Don't do anything you just saw. There's Simple. yeah, Yeah, but there's also this like extra pedigree. That comes from sitting and learning from a former NFL MVP. Say what you will about the MVP. Undeservedly MVP. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Say what you will about the MVP. But 
I, like, I'm just saying, he still has it, though. He still has the resume. You can say you don't think he deserved it. I don't have an opinion personally, but he still has it. Thomas, th- I, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? The only reason having an MVP would help you mentor a young quarterback is if you earned that MVP. It's not like he had a bad year, though. It's not like he had a good year. He did have a good year. He had a fine year. He had an okay year. Okay. He had a decent year. Okay. You know what? Next episode, we're going to call back. The deserved, undeserved MVP. Thank God, I had a lot of fun with that. We should do it again. And we're gonna we're gonna hyper focus. We're we gonna do 2015. Yeah, sweet. Hyper focus in on Cam Newton's MVP. Me. I've got at least three other guys that should have won it over Cam Newton. Oh wow, prepared. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I prepared that when we started when we did it for the first time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Literally, I did. I looked at the year we started with, which I don't remember. It was like what 2005 or something like that. It was the co-MVP. Oh, so it's like 2009. No. 2006. It was like 2003. I think it was 2006. Are you sure? I'm pretty no. sure. Didn't McNabb win 2006? I have no idea. Because it was a, it was McNair. Did McNabb ever win an MVP? Actually, you know what? I don't think I don't he think did. McNabb ever won an MVP. But it was McNair Manning. Yeah. McNair, while he was with the Titans, I'm pretty sure in 06 he was with the Ravens. Okay. I don't know. I think it's 03. Anyway, point is... I prepared for two. Okay. That one and 2015. Okay. Because that's what sparked the whole thing. Yeah. I was talking about how much I don't like Cam Newton. And how much he did not deserve that MVP. That's what sparked that segment. Well, we'll do we'll, we'll, next episode. Good. Because I am not ready. And then we will also go over the most recent Cam Newton news. Absolutely. Don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's spicy. Uh, Cam Newton basically came out and said... Ain't 32 mother better than me. And then, uh, um, that was my, my voice again. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. Offensive. Please don't cancel me. Yeah. Why are you um, so offensive, dude? But he said that and then did a pro day at Auburn, which was apparently very bad. <laughs> yeah. Which is not surprising because it's Cam Newton. Uh, but then he sat down on a podcast and he reiterated that there were not 32 guys better than him. Which I don't necessarily disagree with. And we'll get Correct. to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because I don't think there are 32 good Davis Mills quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, and then he proceeded to list off guys, nine guys, that he would be willing to back up in the National Football League. Very strange list. Some are duh. And then there are some that are like, very strange list. Why? He named a guy who was not a starter. He named, yeah. Like, Mal- yeah. Malik Willis, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so we'll go over that. Who we think he is better than, because I am unfairly critical on Cam Newton. A little bit. Not a fan. Uh, but bias. he's better than I give him credit. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call it bias, because like, I don't have anything like... Like, it's not like, I hate Tom Brady because he's the only reason Peyton Manning's not the GOAT, right? Yeah. Um, that's bias. Like, I am biased towards yeah, Tom Yeah, but you don't like 
Cam Newton because he got an un- quote unquote undeserved MVP and for how he acted after the Super Bowl loss. That's not why I don't like Cam Newton. Why don't you like Cam Newton? Those are facets of why I don't like Cam Newton. I don't like Cam Newton because he's a prima donna. He's selfish. He's not very talented. He is a, a whiny baby. He complains about everything. He's incredibly, incredibly egotistical. Uh, he thinks he is the best thing that's ever happened in the world. He thinks he deserves way more than he actually does. Like, there's a long list of why I don't like Cam Newton. But well, I don't think I'm biased. I've got a surprise for you. Yeah. Joining us live on the phone right now, free agent quarterback Cam Newton. Yeah. I wish. Dude, that would be great for our <laughs> podcast. That would be <laughs> that would be tremendous content. David just goes on a 45 second monologue talking about how much he despises Cam Newton and Cam and Newton Cam is on Jones. the phone hearing yeah. it all. <laughs> Listen man, I was kidding. You're great at Auburn. Yeah. I don't believe you cheated. Uh, it wasn't cheating. It was a uh, money. Yeah, money scandal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, man, I don't know. I just Cam Newton is better than some NFL quarterbacks, and he's better than I give him credit for. Like I, I will admit that. Yeah. Um, so we'll better talk about Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about who we think That's he is joke, better than, the and then we'll talk about that list. Why we think he's backing up some of these guys? Willing to back willing up. to back up some yeah. of these guys. Because I, I think there are different reasons. Like I think yeah. his reasoning for being willing to back up Aaron Rodgers is very different than his willingness to back up Malik Willis. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that as well. We sure um, will. But that's your teaser for the next episode because it was meant to be in this episode, and then we talked about brownies poison brownies for 10 minutes and fries uh and uh then tyree kill and cbas and it got out of hand it generally does stop me if you've heard this before <laughs> we got off topic <laughs> surprising surprise surprise listen i don't know what your favorite episode of the week is i don't know whether or not you like cookie crisp i don't gives me heartburn they don't this is going to sound weird. I don't know why, but... This is going to sound weird. Okay. They mm-hmm. don't get soggy. They don't. It's weird. That bothers me. It does. It feels like I'm... Like, at a point, it's not soggy, but it feels like I'm eating styrofoam. It it bothers me. Yeah. Like, I don't want my cereal to get soggy, but I want to know that it can. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I shouldn't I be eat... able to leave a bowl of cereal for an hour and then come back to it like nothing happened. Yeah. That's unnatural. When I eat a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, by that last bite, it's like I still have a little crunch and a little softness. Mm. Is that my favorite bite? Absolutely not. Nope. But I know I'm not eating plastic. Yeah. Listen. When I eat a bowl of cookie I could eat a gallon of cookie crisp. Yep. By that last bite, I'm still biting into a rock. Yep. And that worries me. It, it is cause for concern. Not a cookie crisp fan. Mm-mm. Used to be. Also, like... I don't. It tastes like those weird, like store bought cookies. Yeah. Like and the, yeah. like the like there's store bought cookies that bang, yeah. and then there's the ones that taste kind of weird, kind we of fake. We should do a cereal draft. Didn't we do a cereal draft? We did. Yeah, we did. We say, did. I got checks. I got <laughs> like two or three checks. I'm pretty sure I actually got Cookie Crisp and defended it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. 
But anyway. listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined. fined.